Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome, guys, to Thoughts on Thoughts. We are happy to have you here with us today. Um, Today, we're talking about something very important and very interesting. So this is kind of like a, if you know what we're talking about, you know what we're talking about. And if you don't, listen for a second, and then you'll be like, oh, I get it. So we're going to be talking about victimizing or people who like to play the victim. They feel like the world is against them. I'm sure someone came into your mind as I said that. That's why we gave you a, gave you a nice little pause right there. Yeah, yeah. Before we start, though, we thought it would be really important to make a distinction because there is a difference between actually being a victim of a tragic event in life or trauma, mm-hmm. and that is victimization. A difference between that and... Living a life with the victim mindset, which is like having the attitude that the world is against you, that's your viewpoint, and that is kind of how you respond and interpret different situations in life. We want to make that very clear because we have worked extensively with victims of trauma who have done the work they need to to live very productive, healthy lives Mm post-trauma. And we don't want there to be any confusion that we are talking about this group of people. We're focusing on how you can deal with the group of people that plays the victim, that, um, that kind of have that mentality of, it's not my fault, there's nothing that can help me, woe is me. Type Not situation. taking responsibility for their actions, always blaming things on other people. Yes. Yep. And we probably all know someone like that in our life. Maybe it's someone that we dearly love. Maybe it's someone we work with. And no matter where you find that person in your life, I mean, it can be a really hard thing. Maybe that person is you. And that is how you view the world through that lens of kind of it's everyone else's fault but mine. Mm-hmm. Or woe is me. Yeah, woe yeah. is me. I've been there before. Yeah, yeah just sure. like everything that we've talked that. about, it's a spectrum, you know. Like yeah. I'm sure we've all exhibited these behaviors before in certain situations yes. or relationships. Yeah. You um, watch everyone but- get pregnant and you're like, <laughs> Why not? Yeah. My life is so hard. You don't even understand, but it it is that. But what we're going to talk about is it's just not a healthy mindset to have. Like what good does that do you really? And you can take it to an extreme to where it starts affecting all of your relationships because Mm -hmm. that's a really hard situation to be in as a friend or as a, you know, significant other always feeling like you're the one 
or always being made to feel like you're the one that's at fault. That's not something that you can really endure. And I think it's important to kind of look at it with, you know, most of the time it's not even conscious. It's like a strategy that people are employing to look at life because it's working for them. Mm-hmm. Like it's a way of numbing out, of protecting themselves, of getting attention from other people, of avoiding the responsibility of taking accountability for things or fixing their own problems and just mm-hmm. kind of putting it on other people because maybe looking inward or trying to fix their situation is too painful for them yeah too overwhelming too painful too inconvenient sometimes yeah so yeah like jessica said i mean it can for sure be like a phase in life that probably all of us will experience at some point Mm -hmm. and it's like okay how can you make that just a phase like we've met those people who it's like they're perpetually in that mindset yeah and you're like wow your life is always very hard mm-hmm. yes what's happening because life is not always very yes. hard mm-hmm. you know we we do get relief sometimes but if we never can see that relief like what's going on in our mindset you know mm-hmm. yes absolutely i see this a lot with the kids i work with um they're in a very tough situation they're i mean they're in residential treatment they can't leave And they have to follow a level system in order to earn more privileges. And what that means is the staff will give them scores based on their behavior. And those scores then kind of help us track, okay, are they ready for the next level or not? And so often my conversations with them revolve around the scores and, um, you know, if they're not getting the scores they want. And it's really interesting to see it's like a mark of progress in their mental health when I see the kids say, yeah, I got a low score because I did this. Instead Mm. of saying, I got a low score because staff were wrong in giving me that score. It It was unfair. They're always... Like targeting me. Yeah. Yeah. When they start to own their own actions and mindset instead of pushing it onto someone else, that Mm -hmm. to me is a mark of like growth and change in a healthier way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they can see it. Like I knew someone who um, she said, like, it's very important to me that you know, I keep my job and I work and I don't quit my jobs over and over again. And I got that work ethic from my dad, but then I saw her quit job after job after job with this victim mentality, rather than realizing this is a pattern. I'm probably Mm -hmm. doing something that is not allowing me to have the capacity to work, you know, like what's going on. And instead it was like, well, yeah, but that job didn't do this and this and this, you know, but I would never quit a job. Like I work very hard. And then you put the pieces together and you're like, do you, or you're just like playing the victim and being like, it was their fault because they scheduled me too many hours. And so I had to quit or, you know, 
like self-awareness, right? It's that self-awareness piece mm-hmm. that they're missing because it's like, I remember in grad school, we were taught like, okay, something happens once, it's an event. Something happens twice, you take notice and something happens three times and you have a pattern, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. like when you have those patterns, what is the common factor? Are you the common factor between three lost jobs? Like if so, you need to recognize your own patterns, your own behaviors and tendencies, recognizing that you are the thing that they all have in common. So, and I know that that sounds like people are like, I don't want to do that. That sounds so scary. And it can be scary, but at the same time, it is like information is only helpful to you, right? So it's kind of like, it can be hard to face those facts about yourself, but you will continue making those negative patterns if you do not look internally and figure out what's going on with yourself. But we'll find that these people that live with a victim mindset, most of the time, this is very difficult for them. Say like what's harder to live with the pain every day of feeling like the whole world is against you or digging deep and realizing maybe you just, there's some reason why you want the world to be against you. Yeah. And, both are very painful, but one is painful for a long, long time. And one is painful in that moment, in that wrestle. And then you're going to feel this alleviation of like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. the world is on my side. And sometimes it's against me because the world is against all of us sometimes. But also I have these people in my corner and this good thing happening for me. Yeah. And so a lot of times it can negatively impact your relationships if you are continually playing this victim. Like KJ was talking about this with someone she's worked with. Yeah. I had this client who was really struggling with this friendship because as she was trying to set boundaries, the other person was kind of shooting back some manipulation and, you know, playing the victim card. And in turn kind of left my client feeling crazy, like that Mm -hmm. it was her fault. And that when the friend shifted the blame onto her, that, oh, I am to blame. And Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of this continuous cycle that was really tough for her to navigate through and figure out, okay, what's real and what's not. Yeah. 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 It's hard. Absolutely. Yeah, a good example with teenagers, I see that I saw this over and over and over again, is um, teenagers threatening suicide when their friends don't do what they want. Yeah. Or their boyfriend breaks up with them or something like that is playing the victim. I'm going to have to kill myself now because you don't love me. I'm going to it's make like, you responsible. Yes, in exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is that thing. And you feel crazy because then you're like, well, I can't break up with them because they're going to kill themselves. But they, they are not a victim. Like they can choose to get help for that. And they, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all this stuff where they're just trying to pull you back in. Yeah. So you do kind of feel like crazy. Like, am I making this up? Or like, it's, is this really happening? Why did I go in there to have a good conversation? And then I left feeling beaten down. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. And, and, I think and a, like they're up here, you know? Yeah. When I think a big piece of that too is like, okay, so like, what do you do if you're in that situation? I think it's recognizing that you need to take your power back with that person. Like you need to feel 
stable and sure of what you want and what you know is healthy for you. And that can be really help or it can be really helpful to go to therapy, seek outside support and help with that, get an outside perspective to get some validation. And then recognizing that that person is trying to pull power from you and trying to keep power over you. So it's kind of like if you set your boundary and if you stick to it and you say like, okay, like we can't do this anymore. I cannot do this. And then they're going to try to pull. And then you say, no, this is my boundary. I'm sure of what's healthy for me. And then you just really have to stick to that, which can be hard. But it is nice to get like an outsider's perspective. So whether that's a therapist or an impartial, what have you guys seen? She's the man where she says it. Uh, completely totally imp- impartial. impartial third party outsider with no personal no interest, interest in the in matter. matter. Yeah. <laughs> that was impressive that you yes. remembered all that. I know. I don't. That's like one of those, like you just have it in your brain. Who knows why? Yeah. But it can be helpful to go to them and be like, okay, so here's the whole situation. I went to this friend with this, we were talking about this and now I feel this way. What help mm-hmm. me put these pieces together? And they can, hopefully a good friend will be honest and be like, well, that sounds like you. Yeah. Or that sounds like them. Like, does this happen a lot? And you can be like, yeah, all the time. They're like, that doesn't sound like a great relationship, you know? And also listening to, I mean, we're always talking about boundaries, but the number one indicator that that you need a boundary is that you feel resentment towards somebody. And then when you put a boundary up and if they fight it, it really means that it needed to be there. Right. So it's kind of like paying attention when you, when you do put up that boundary, what's that person's response? Like, are they respectful and understanding or, or do they try to understand or are they um, defensive and are they, they really, really Or do they go out and then trash talk you, you know, like, yeah, well, I don't know why she put this up, but like now she's saying I can't see her kids and like, what's up with that? And then they're out there trash talking you to everyone. Like, that's definitely Mm -hmm. that mentality of like, it's them against me and Yeah. yeah. What am I supposed to do when people are so unfair, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are kind of determining how to get your relationship with this person to a healthier state, you really have to look at, okay, do I have myself like this anti-victim mindset of Mm -hmm. like, oh, victims are so draining. They're the worst Because if you have that mindset going into interactions, you're just going to leave probably playing the victim about them playing the victim. Playing the victim. Exactly. Yes. That's an easy trap. Yeah, it is. And you have to really kind of dig into your own work and look at, okay, am I feeling superior to this person because I'm not taking the victim mindset in my life and they are? And really get to a place of like, I want to help this person, like get through this. I want to work on our relationship. And if the relationship is at a point where you've tried all these things and it really is so draining for you, maybe you consider cutting ties with that relationship. But Yeah, you, in a compassionate, loving way. Yes. But if you are wanting to really work on it, you do have to let go of the anti-victim mindset of like, ugh, this person is just the worst with this. Mm -hmm. And and you usually know that that's the the journey for you if you're met with compassion and 
from the other person, right? Because that it kind of brings us to a place where we can't change somebody. Like you cannot change somebody that doesn't want to be changed. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing like if they're coming to you and they're like, yeah, this does happen and I'm trying not to, you know, or whatever. And you're like, okay, like let's work through this together. Like we can both figure this out and we can enhance our relationship. But if a person doesn't want to change or if they don't see that, then that's also kind of a harsh reality that you have to face sometimes. And just remembering that like victimizing most often grows out of real traumatic events that are not stored properly and we're not healed. And so they're just acting from that survival instinct of I need to keep this friendship. How do I keep it? I can get people to feel sorry for me. That's going to work. So -hmm. having a lot of love and compassion as you negotiate that relationship, realizing they're hurt. And so what can I do, you know? What we're saying, like what we said at the beginning is there are people who are working through their trauma, who are acknowledging it and, you know, they are real victims, but there are people who are victims who are then playing into that mindset and stuck in their trauma. And so we can have a lot of compassion and love for those people who are stuck there while not allowing them to draw us into that black hole with them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can come from a lot of different places. Like, obviously, the number one is trauma, but I think it can also be a learned behavior, whether like um, a mother or a significant person in their family of origin played the victim, and that's how they learned to interact with other people. So, that's the kind of dynamic path that they follow in relationships is, oh, this is how I interact. Like, this is how this person interacted with me my whole life. So this is how and people to will pay attention to me when I do this. And so why wouldn't I? Exactly. It's, it's an attachment cry. Like I want a relationship mm-hmm. and this is the way I know how to get it the fastest. Yes. Yeah. And so it makes a lot of sense. And so it, you can be like, oh, okay, I understand what you're asking for. And then you really can go to that person and be like, okay, let's have that deeper conversation about how I see what you're seeking, but I think there's a better way for you to get it. You know, I'm willing to be here without the drama. Yeah. Which would be better for both of us. So those are some ways to go about, you know, working on relationships with people in your life who are playing the victim. And then in turn, I think it's important to dig into, okay, are there areas of my life where I play the victim? Mm -hmm. And like one example of that would be uh, like with dating. Uh, And, I think this took me quite a few years to figure out in my dating life because when relationships would end, I would always just kind of put that on the other person. And it took me a few years to figure out, okay, when a relationship ends, that's a really good opportunity for me to look at, okay, what could I have done differently? And Mm -hmm. what were the things I did? What were the things I did that made that not the healthiest of relationships and that can be applied to many areas of your life so like we talked earlier with the example of the jobs like you know with jobs ending every couple of months what am I doing that is playing into that pattern and doing a little bit of self-diagnosis a little bit of self-awareness work as far as okay what what, where can I jump into that pattern and change how it's going? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I think once we figure out those areas in our life where maybe we are 
I'm making myself laugh with this, where we are falling victim to playing the victim. <laughs> uh, if we can intervene there, it's just going to make our relationships healthier and just improve our overall well-being. All right, so takeaways for this episode. So let's do a takeaway for when we ourselves are playing the victim and we make note of that. It's kind of what I just said, but mm-hmm. intervening in that pattern recognizing it and making a boundary for yourself or changing a way you go about something to make sure that you are taking accountability for your stuff and your actions. Yeah. And have compassion. It's been working for you and that's okay. Yeah. That you learned that if you call your mom and you're dramatic, she responds. That's okay Mm -hmm. that you've been doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. be compassionate with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And remembering what Jessica said earlier too, it's like, how long do you want to hurt for? Like, do you want to hurt for a really long time by continuing this behavior? Or do you want to sit in it, work through it, and then create a better future for yourself? It's like making that decision. And then a takeaway for, you know, working on a relationship with someone in your life who plays the victim constantly would be, looking at your mindset about them. Are you approaching changing some things in that relationship with a perspective of compassion or are you looking at it from a place of maybe being a little bit self-righteous and superior to them because Mm -hmm. they're playing the victim? And then once you work on that mindset, setting those boundaries in that relationship. And sticking to them. Boundaries really only work if you stick to your boundaries. It's the number one way that that person is going to receive the message that you're serious about your health and their health and that that's important. And yeah, I think that's it. If you guys have any um, additional questions, specific um, examples that you would like us to talk about, you can DM us, email us. Please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. We would love to know how you guys are enjoying this. And um, that really helps us to spread to other people who might need to hear these messages as well. So have a good day. Bye. Ta-ta. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com, and if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.